Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by the very delicious and healthy cereal, Magic Spoon. Check it out. Going to give you a promo code. I'm recording this from lovely Rugby Rock, Colorado, Aguilar, I don't know. It's in the middle of nowhere. I'm on my boyfriend's ranch. It's gorgeous. But if in the podcast you happen to hear, you know, some random wind sounds, it's because we recorded outside. But it's going to be beautiful. Um, Very exciting before I get to the podcast. um, Seven Deadly Sinners has my my other podcast, the true crime one, that if you're not listening, what are you doing with your life? Um, We have some very exciting announcements coming soon for that that I can't wait to tell you about. But please go over to um, wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe, rate Seven Deadly Sinners five stars, and please leave a positive review because I probably put in uh, about 70 hours a week of work on it. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but it's a lot. And I'm really, really, really proud of it. And I'm really proud of this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. I love chatting with you on uh, Instagram. Uh, And now I've started chatting with you guys about Seven Deadly Sinners too. So that's great. Uh, A warning though, last week's episode is very dark. um, But it's good. And if you like true crime, you probably kind of like things a little bit dark. Uh, All right. Well, now to the podcast. My guest today is one of the most beautiful humans. He was a fast friend and now feels more like family. We discuss um, what it's like being a uh, a gay black male during this time, um, what it's like to be fetishized. That's a new one I'd never heard. Uh, Just his struggles with coming out and how wonderful his life is now. And Greg, my boyfriend, also chimes in here and there. Uh, So without further ado, give it up for Andre Peterkin. Andre, thank you so much for doing this and for visiting Greg and I in not the most comfortable of circumstances. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so <laughs> we are here. We're out. We're outside recording outside of Greg's uh, Container Homies building, which is going to be beautiful, but it's still in the building process. It's very so contained. <laughs> it's very. That's a great way to put it. I think you meant small, <laughs> but isn't everything small when you're close to seven feet tall? Yes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it is, honestly. And you have to worry about ducking your head and not hitting door frames, too. So it's it's an intense life. But reaching the top shelf has its perks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when Greg was, well, I knew you wanted to come. And I was, I really wanted you to come visit. But I was nervous where I'm like, I don't think this is going to be comfortable for him. Like, I don't know how to explain to him that this is, this is like <laughs> camping. <laughs> Which I've never been. So thank you for the first time really? experience. Really? Oh, I've look never at been that. camping. Um, I, it's actually, it's like, uh, it's supposed to be a taboo. You know, actually, black people aren't supposed to go camping really? with white people. Yeah. That's... What? What do you mean with white? Why can't you commingle in the camping? Uh, well, Wait, just, is that really a thing? It, 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 well, it's something my dad told me. He's like, don't go. He's like, don't go camping with white people. And I was like, why? And I was like, like, well, the whole story is just like, it's like a lynch, like a lynch. Oh, and I see. It's yeah. dangerous. All right, got yeah. it. That's but, that's fair. You're well, we're sick. glad to be breaking norms. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, I know. I'm like, super. This is your inaugural camping trip. It I is. know. I feel in the container. Yeah. Very contained. I'm container. so honored right now. <laughs> yeah, a very contained container. But we didn't even make a fireplace. I wish we had a fireplace. Well, if it's you stay the night late. tonight, we can't. Not too late. Um, okay, so we met uh, Andre in kind of like the strangest way to make a friend that quickly. But for some reason, mm-hmm. like we just became friends instantly. So for my listeners, so basically, I met Andre. We were staying at the hotel that he worked at. It was me, Greg, and mm-hmm. Sabrina. Yeah, Sabrina, Sabrina was like the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So he basically was the guy that checked us in at the hotel, worked at the front desk, but we instantly became friends with them. Like you and yeah. Sabrina had like a major. I yeah, I'm in love with her. I, I, she's yeah. Like if you were, there was a spiritual connection instantaneously. Yeah, I, I saw her. I, I saw her out there, and she's just, well, she was wearing her black hat and like this um, yellow ensemble, like and her black jeans and some heels. And I just walked out there. I was like, oh my god, you're gorgeous. And she's like, oh my god, no, you're gorgeous. And I was like, oh, this you is are great. gorgeous. Well, so is she. She's but- yeah, she's stellar. I love her. <laughs> Yeah, but so we like, yeah, we basically became instantaneous friends where then the next time I saw you there, you had said that you and your boyfriend had broken up mm-hmm. and you needed a trip. I was like, come to L.A. I was like, I yeah. will take you out. We will show you a good time. That was, a, yeah, I needed that. It was so good. You guys took really good care of me. I was like really nervous. I was like, I've never been to L.A. Like, what am I going to do and whatever. And I don't know if you remember the story I told you how, what, how when I didn't have my hotel room and I had to like spend the night somewhere else. Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. So wait, you landed. Tell me that story. You landed late. Yeah. So um, I landed Actually, no, so I landed earlier than I anticipated, and my room wasn't ready. Usually with hotels, like, if, if they'll make an exception, sometimes they'll check you in early if mm-hmm. they have the room available. Um, but I got there way earlier than I anticipated, and I was like, oh, let me see if I can work. And it was like, we don't have the room ready at all, so you'll have to check in at your normal time. Well, I was like, crap. So at this point, I was on Grindr. For those of you who don't know what Grindr is, everybody should know. Everyone but, knows what Grindr <laughs> no, is. But hookup app. And you know, so you okay? So no one's even calling it a dating app anymore. They're just straight hookup app. Or well, was it ever? Was it ever known as a dating app or always a hookup app? Uh, for me, it was like a, if I was trying to use it for dating, but like I hooked up on it more than anything else. The name implies that it's going to go a little bit, <laughs> a lot of grinding. Yeah, I guess going it, on. Yeah. just like it's not. <laughs> it is a little dirty. <laughs> What's the other one that's kind of a big deal? They like you. They Tinder sell it to that you delete. No, not Tinder. Oh, Hinge. Hinge. Hinge, Hinge. is a little bit more like. You're looking for the person to get hooked to, you know, for a minute. Yeah. Grinder's like, just Grinder. in the name. Yeah. We might yeah. see each other again. We L- might not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I was, I was like, holy crap. Well, I can't just sleep on the couch at this hostel or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I can like spend the night with some hookup or whatever. But like, I can't be like, hey, can I spend the night with you if we hadn't have sex? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you know, a little like uh, subtle about it. And this one guy hit me up. He was a ginger, which was like, I'm, I have a thing for ginger, so it was like, do you? Told, I do, mm. I do like gingers, I do like the soulless people. <laughs> um, but I was just, he was just hitting me up, he's like, hey, you want to come over? I was like, um, not right now, you know, my room's not ready, and I have my things here, like, I'm really tired, and, and X, Y, and Z. He's like, well, you could come and spend the night here, and like, we can hang out and stuff like that. I was like, are you sure? I'd hate, I'd hate to impose on, this, on <laughs> like you. Like, you're like, no. so delicate. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're like a flower. And... He probably thought I was like he, he wasn't aware of my height either because I don't put my height on grinder. Yeah, like, if you showed up, it and were seven feet tall and you were in my home and let's say you weren't a sweet guy, I would be like, oh, I'm getting murdered tonight. Like this is and there's no way out of it. Um, like, like what do you mean if I like, like if I? But meaning just because of your size, it's like there's no way. Like if you if you weren't a good guy, for example, like if they're. <laughs> I mean, I've gone on dates with guys I could tell were like creepy or something, you know, you just, or they're like moody or mean or mean to waiters or whatever. And it's like, in no way in my brain could I take you down. Oh, like, no. Um, I, well, you mean you could... You could no, if, no if, I could not. <laughs> no, not at all. This was I, proven to me last night when I was trying to show Greg and his friend, Lazy John, uh, what I learned in self-defense. Oh, God. And Lazy actually gripped my arm as hard as he possibly could. 
I by request of yeah. Rachel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I did because I was like, <laughs> was no, voluntary. I can get out of it. I learned this. And you, you break the plane of the hand. I could not get out of it. It was actually terrifying. Rachel's strutting her stuff, being like, oh, I've got all these moves. I was trained by, you know, a former black belt, whatever it may have been. And John quickly just—he's also like a state champion wrestler, so he oh. put her in some sort of grab. He's like, if a guy comes up and does this, she'll never be able to break free, and which is true. I don't think any human being could probably break free from Lacey John's grasp. Yeah, I don't think position. anybody would want to. Lacey John is very charming. Exactly. Ooh, <laughs> to him. Okay. I'm hoping she wasn't just letting him hold on to her. No. Oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So you go over to this guy's house. Um. Yeah. So I go over there and we I we make out a little bit, which wasn't you know he kept sticking his tongue in my mouth and like I. I had to grab his face and say, "You're using way too much tongue." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm." He's like, he my his." I have my hands on his. He's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so I let him go, and like we continue, and then like we didn't like have sex, whatever. But I fell asleep, and I woke up at ten, and I brushed my teeth and everything. Like nothing had happened. He's like, "Okay, I'll see you around." I'm like, yeah, sure. And yeah, I. Well, never. you're also lucky he was a nice guy, because what if that was like a real awkward situation, and then you did not have anywhere? To, would you just go on Grinder again and be like, "Is there anyone else in the area?" Probably, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Honestly, because I, I did not want to. Also, I didn't why didn't sleep. you just call me? Well, that didn't, I didn't even pop into my head because I think it was like it was like early in the morning, so I thought you were just asleep, or I didn't like I didn't yeah. want to like bother you either. I was like, no, I, this is fine, and I took I totally do it. And at that point, I wasn't even like I was close to you, but I didn't know I didn't I didn't want to impose. Yeah. yeah, so you know, How like, polite like, and nice I, I try. Feel free to impose from this point forward. Okay, now yeah. you've come here, yeah. like yeah. you've got an open door policy anywhere we're at. All right, cool. I just need to drive like three hours to like yeah. <laughs> get the hospitality I need. <laughs> <laughs> is, this he, like, is this the hospitality you need here? This was no. This is I love this. I like I really love this. I wish we could like do a add a video to it, but it wouldn't. Be, I don't think it'd be a podcast anymore. I know it's <laughs> it is beautiful. Well, follow me on Instagram at Rachel R A C H A E L N O B R I E N. Reads like Rachel No Brian, and you'll see how beautiful this area is. Your all your land is beautiful, Greg. Well, thank you. Um, technically God's land. You didn't create it. Um, <laughs> just purchased it. She's she's not wrong. Just on okay. lease from God. All right. <laughs> this episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because of all the sugar and junk they put in it. Well, between that and the plates of nachos after school, I was quickly becoming quite the chunkster. But now, Magic Spoon has provided me with the nostalgia and deliciousness of their cereal without me bursting out of my crop top homecoming dress. Yes, you heard that correctly. 60 pounds overweight, crop top homecoming dress. Jealous? But Magic Spoon cereal is actually good for you. It has zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. The four flavors I've tried are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It's honestly tastes so amazing. It's like too good to be true. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I'm personally loving the cocoa flavor the most because it's chocolate goodness with zero guilt. Sign me up. So I think you guys should try Magic Spoon. What do you have to lose? Go to magicspoon.com slash be here to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code be here at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com dot com slash be here and use the code be here for free shipping we thank magic spoon for sponsoring this podcast okay so let's get into like the questions i plan like the nitty gritty stuff because Mm -hmm. i i realized 
that there was so much more to you than just like being one of the most gorgeous humans ever, first of all. Ooh, okay. Greg and I think you could be a movie star. Whatever. We'll make it happen. Um, <laughs> no, you could be a movie star. Yeah. Uh, but being one of the most gorgeous humans on the outside, but also on the inside, like so, so bubbly, so full of life, that when you sent me your short story that was somewhat based on true events, I was yeah. very surprised and naively because I know better than that, you know, you know, just because someone puts on a happy face doesn't mean that they're always happy yeah. um, and they don't struggle. But like, I was so surprised that one of the most beautiful humans I know doesn't always feel great about themselves. No, um, it was, a <sighs> that was a story I had in my head for about five to six years. And I just didn't know how to put pen to paper with it mm-hmm. and I just, I just had, there's a song that I would play that would help me express it. And like when I, 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 usually don't cry mm-hmm. like it takes a lot for me to cry like i literally have to like go to the go into the shower play a sad song and then i'll start crying and that's how that's my form of catharsis for the year like mm-hmm. I only like for I, the year for the like, yeah because i'm usually just trying to be as happy go lucky as i possibly can like and try to like be as positive as i can mm-hmm. but and i saw so like i kind of bury negative emotions but after a while that's kind of overwhelms me so i have to like i would literally have to go to the shower and like put on the song that helps me just like cry like just break down and cry mm-hmm. and it help, like I have to, I'm usually in the shower for like 20 minutes. Like I don't even like I, I have to cry, I cry first, and then I clean myself off. I'm like okay, this never happened. Awesome, <laughs> this is great. I clean myself. It never happened. And Good place it's, to do it. And it's not even like I'm, it's not even because I'm afraid to like like cry or anything like that. Like if I'll express myself and I feel it, but it's some. It's literally one of the hardest things for me to do is just like to mm-hmm. like express that, express my sorrow. Yeah. Because I'm always so happy. Um, it used to be once a year I'd break down and cry, but mm-hmm. now it's like two or three times now, and I'm just like, it's you. It, I know, but it's not. It's You're not, just an emotional basket case at this now, point. Now, exactly, <laughs> but I'm. It's. I think it's just getting to the point where it's becoming harder for me to like contain it mm-hmm. or bury it down. And I don't know. When the pandemic hit, I just I was like, you know what? Like, this is a story I want to share with people, and it's gonna be good for me. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to like I cried while, while I was writing it because I had to mm. play the song that um, helped me get through everything and like build it up. Mm-hmm. So what song was it? Um, it's actually a Japanese song. So like it's that. um it's really soft, but it has a nice rhythm. It builds up and it just slows down. You have to send it to me. I will. I can I'll put it in the episode as you were describing. Yeah, Ooh. I will. I'll definitely send it to you. It's from um it's from an anime. Was was your difficult time that is, you know, loosely depicted in your story based on your difficulty in coming out and how your family handled it? Like what was what is your source of main source of pain, I guess? Um main source of pain. I suppose the main source of pain would be knowing that the people closest to me, like my family, like my closest like my grandparents and my aunt that's kind of like that's that's that would be my core family honestly like mm-hmm. i grew up with my mom for 16 years but i was with them for about f- five years on and off with one year mm-hmm. um but i learned so much i developed so much i gained so much from my interactions with them and i learned so much about myself and just who i was and who they were i guess kind of mm-hmm. and so they're like my core family. I wouldn't be, I guess I wouldn't be who I am today without them. Yeah. You know? So they're like my core group. Um, and in my story, I put in there cause it's true. Like, you know, they gave me, I've always wanted the opportunity to love somebody 
like unconditionally and they gave me that opportunity mm-hmm. however they denied me the ability to freely express myself mm-hmm. at the cost you know and is it a religious thing like so they just don't do they not believe in homosexuality like what is it's a re- it's a religious thing it's a cultural thing um my family's jamaican like mm-hmm. my family's like i'm a first generation america so Amer- america i'm a first generation <laughs> i am america i am america <laughs> Uh, but I'm a first generation American, so like the generation before previous previously is from Jamaica. My mom's from Westmoreland, and my dad's from Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and dad didn't actually meet until they, they met in Florida. They didn't meet in Jamaica; they met in Florida. Okay. So it just by happenstance, both of my parents are Jamaican, so I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, purebred. Purebred, yes. With barely like, like I'm losing my culture as we speak, though. <laughs> like, um, but I was very fortunate to have them. And with them, like I, it wasn't like more so like religious or it was really, it was religious and cultural because like in, you think there's racial like not racial slurs but homo, homophobic slurs mm-hmm. in America. They have so many in Jamaica. Oh, so they're it's not widely accepted there. No, at all? not at all. They do not Still. want you. No, like wow. they have so many racial like they have so many. Uh, I keep saying racial. They have so many uh, homophobic, homophobic slurs yeah. um, in Jamaica for it. Like even growing up, I, that's all I hear about is like homosexuality is awful. Da da da. And my grandfather's like it's an abomination to the Lord. And it was kind of wow. tough to grow up and with that because you know i with them i strive to be as perfect as i possibly could Mm -hmm. um there's even my senior year in high school they were calling me baby jesus because i was like you know i was um i read my bible every night i was leading um the fellowship of christian athletes because i also played football Mm -hmm. and so i was like i was like on fire for god and like you know (laughs) on fire for god that's what they call it on On fire fire for for god God. (laughs) um and it it was like you know things would be going so well sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh things would be going so well in my life like you know i have good grades i'm speaking in the morning on announcements like had words of wisdom where i'd like quote Mm -hmm. somebody and tell them what they mean and things would be going so well, and then I, in the back of my head, and that it, in the back of my head, it would just say, "Hey, don't forget, you're gay, mm-hmm. so your life isn't great for you." Were you still in the closet at that point? Oh yes, very much so. Very, very, very deep in the closet. I couldn't even see any light yeah. <laughs> at all. So deep, like wearing dresses and everything. That's how deep in the closet I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was tough because. I had moments where I I would literally pray. F- I used to pray for like 45 minutes to an hour each mm-hmm. night. And within that prayer, I would pray. Like I'd pray for the world and everything, but I also pray for myself and say, hey, like, you know, can you help me with this? Like, what can I do about this? Pray the gay away is what they call it. Yeah. Pray, I tried mm-hmm. to pray the gay away. And, you know, I it just didn't that work out that way. That breaks my heart. It's sad. I wish that would change. Like, that's kind of the subject of... Uh, the next Seven Deadly Sinners episode where like I mean mm. this pastor's kind of annoying but like I just would want to be like just be gay it's mm. fine don't think you have to pray it away or get all this EMDR therapy like that's what he was like just go for it listen and that's the saddest thing the world's thing a different place now I mean it's not 100% great still obviously but no one well it depends on where you are honestly true because like in like uh, Alabama Birmingham Alabama is like where I kind of like accepted myself uh-huh. which is crazy because it's still it's still yeah, like, of all places of yeah. all places but it yeah. was probably only liberal place i could accept myself i actually got into a fall i, I fell out with my grandparents because uh-huh. it was some some asinine argument it's mm-hmm. it's incidental it didn't even matter unrelated and to you coming out no it wasn't related to me coming out i was supposed to go, go down there and drop off my car like it was their car uh-huh. but like i was supposed to go down there for a spring break or whatever drop off a car or whatever and i didn't un- 
they were saying well, when was my spring break i said it's gonna be this week whatever and they're like well how are you gonna come down here how are we supposed to fix a car or whatever if you're not doing this I'm like oh well i thought we were doing this and my grandma got mad I was like how could you think this and da, da, da. and i was just like oh my god i don't and he's like fine you want to stay up there then stay up there with the car and i just and in my head i'm just <laughs> like yeah i was like what are we arguing about like i'm just confused and my grandma called me back and it was just like this is like a cycle he would get upset sometimes and just yell at me and whatever mm-hmm. instead of saying this is what I wanted from you what this is what I wanted you to do and have like ha- a civil discourse mm-hmm. and my grandma would have to call and say hey this is what your grandfather meant and, and X, Y, and Z and I said well why didn't you just say that okay I'll come down there with the car it's totally fine it's not that big of a deal I'm not I don't have anything planned for my spring break yeah. I have no life okay <laughs> it's fine my and, life is Jesus yeah exactly at that, well I was in college at that point so yeah. it was like I kind of like stepped away from that a little, yeah. I stepped away from that and because I, I was like I mean, I was, I was in college. I was in college. I was, I was, I literally had guys driving from Atlanta to come like see me. Well, I was, and I was at the sticks. So it was like, they're driving like an hour or so to come see me. So at what point did you come out to them and how did that go? I never came out to them. I just, oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. yeah I just accepted myself as a raging homosexual who likes to fondle penises. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, not fondle. I don't do that. But they, but, know, they must know. <laughs> they just, it just goes. Un- <laughs> yeah. Um, they must know it just goes undiscussed. They, I feel like they suspect it and they just, we just don't talk about it. Because when I'm, me moving out here to Colorado, that was a huge ordeal. I don't even talk to my grandfather anymore. Like, I haven't spoken oh, to him like an over oh. a year, if not two years at least. But, um,. I just accept in Birmingham, Alabama. I after I went through the whole thing with the car, the spring break thing, mm-hmm. and he we had another argument about because he tried to call me, and I didn't answer the phone. I just like I don't want, like, I don't you 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 texted me. We resolved it. I'm fine. I just want to chill out and like cool mm-hmm. off because this is this whole thing could have been resolved if you just told me what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that bothered me about our relationship is that he's my he's the, he's the only person I've ever put on a pedestal. My grandfather is like literally like. Someone could say, you'll learn things about him, you'll learn things about him, you'll hate him, but like, for me, he will always be on the pedestal, even mm-hmm. though he's on a pedestal on the, ba- on the back burner, yeah. um, but he's the greatest person I've ever known. Really? Literally, That's he's nice. a renaissance man, like, like just uh, how you and your father fixed, like, my grandfather could do things like this as well. And he I just, hope you guys reconnect. I mean, um, it's, uh, probably got, not. No, because think about it, though, like, at some how point, he's, he? getting, he's getting older. 60s? In his late 60s, maybe? God, that makes you so young. I mean, yeah, my mom had me at eighteen, so yeah. Yeah, but you're you're also, you're also almost ten years younger than me, so um, let's not talk about it though. Let's, let's not think about it. Cancel let's clear. not think about it. Um, but you'll, I feel like you'll come around and he'll come around. Like you'll regret not being close with him, you know. But at late sixties, he's you know he's got some time in him left. Yeah, oh, he's he's not going anywhere for a while. He's very he's very healthy, and he's, as he says, he likes to get frisky, which means he likes to work and work around the house and everything. He's always busy. <laughs> That's yeah. the weirdest, yes, funniest he term says, for that. So he says like, some of the craziest like, things that ever. Means something sexual, and then you were like, "No, it's working around no, the house." No, he my grand like one of the things like he'll say some he says some outlandish things, but it's like like he said some outland he said he said some outlandish things to me. I, like I remember um, last year, he told me he's because I want to be a psychiatrist. He said, mm-hmm. medical school um, was never in your future. You lack the ambition, determination, and you aren't that intelligent. I suggest that you buy some more miniskirts, get a degree in hospitality, and keep on twerking. What? Yeah, I have it saved on my phone. Holy and crap. I, I mean, yeah. that is a deep dig. It, he's, he's the type to, t- to like, try to 
motivate you by cutting you down? Oh, this was a motivation. I know when he's like this. He was literally just I because I, I he would text to me. You straight. He was just, yeah. no. He's just just trying to like jab at me and like hopefully I would was, would respond. I just ignore wow. him. It hurt me a lot. That like, is really hurtful. It was because like, he was like the main person in my corner supporting me to do things, and now he's just like he's just. I also yeah. completely disagree with him. I think you are uh, a very introspective person who would be great uh, in psychology. Like and I. Th- think you seem incredibly intelligent and very well versed in only on thursdays reading human emotions only on thursdays on, thursdays? on my days off <laughs> <laughs> which is today yep Drove all the way down here for you gosh i love you so much i love you um but yeah so he and i just we had a falling out and he supported me for my move to colorado mm-hmm and my aunt got into his ear and she was saying you shouldn't support this like he didn't do things the way we should do things and his support turned into like animosity and it just ruined everything and i didn't talk to my aunt for a while because she kind of she kind of like ruined that she Mm -hmm. brought her own personal feelings into it because i didn't tell her i was moving to colorado to go to school Mm -hmm. and it was just tough. It was really tough, but I was glad I I was glad for those moments. And when I was in um, Alabama, where I had to bring the car back because after everything happened, he said he was going to cut me off essentially mm-hmm. before I even moved to Colorado. And I said I can't be at the mercy of somebody so temperamental and toxic. Yeah, that's really bad for your mental health. Like yeah. where you don't ever know where you stand. Exactly. And what led to me even bringing the car back down there was he tried calling. Oh, I didn't mean to. He tried calling me and I didn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And he ended up leaving a voicemail saying, "Like I know you're not sleeping. You're ignoring my phone calls on purpose. You're being disrespectful. Looks like I'm have to, like part companies with you." And I was just like, "I could be getting assaulted. I could be at the store. Mm-hmm. I could have yeah. anything. A list of anything." He's right. I was ignoring his phone call. But the case in point is, anything yeah. else could have been could have happened. And you, the first thing you go to is that, and you want to cut me off of that. Mm-hmm. And I basically dropped the car off. In, at, at his place in, in Georgia and my best friend Carson at the time drove down there with me and I dropped my car off I got some things from the, their house and I got back in Carson's car he drove, we drove right back to Alabama wow. and we, he, we didn't talk for a little bit and they made a big deal about how I dropped the car off and I left them a note and I left them a note saying hi grandma and grandpa this is, here's the keys to the car I'm going back to Alabama bye Peace. Mm. And I hope he's there. And they called me and said, Andre, why didn't you stay or whatever? And I said, You just, did you, your grandpa just said he's done with me. Yeah. And whatever. Why would I even think about staying there? Uh-huh. And they said, I was like, Well, well, why did you, well, <laughs> And my grandfather was just like, well, if you thought that, why didn't you bring your clothes? Or did you grab your clothes if you thought I was done with you? I'm like, I don't need the clothes. I have clothes up here. I can always buy more. I, I didn't mm-hmm. need anything. And my grandma was like, and you also didn't say good evening on the ne- note you left. I said, like, oh, what? Wow. What? Are you saying? The are perfectionism. You say- yes. It was like, like, you did not even say good evening, grandma, try, grandpa. Yeah. It's just like, hi, grandma and grandpa. Wow. And I'm like, it's a note. But I'm like, okay, cool. And wow. we ended up talking a little bit here and there. And I told them I was planning on moving to Colorado. And they were, like, surprised. And I said, why are you surprised? I wasn't going to go back to Georgia mm-hmm. after all this. And in the interim of that, I kind of, like, I was on Grinder And I was going through all this stuff. And I was like, I don't I, – because I didn't have my face on there. Mm-hmm. Like, I hid my face. And I said, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm gay. I like guys. I've wow. been doing this for too long. 
I'm not gonna like Good for and I just you. put my I just put my face on there and that was me coming out. Me putting yeah. my face on Grinder was me coming out I to love the world. That. And because I don't believe in announcing your sexuality to the world, like I'm just like, hey guys, just so you know, I'm not following the social norms. I've decided to be gay instead. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just feel like I s- you'll see my lifestyle and you'll know. I don't have to announce it to the world. I yeah. kind of yeah. hate. I kind of hate that we have to. Now what? I like what, that approach. Yeah. What um? Thank you, Greg. What <laughs> gave you the bravery and strength to just be like? Was it that you would hit it for so long that you were just like, fuck it, or was it like? Maybe even just interaction with your grandparents. What gave you the brave and strength to A, come out, and B, make a big move from the South all the way to Colorado? Um, The first thing you said was just me hiding it for so long. It got so frustrating because like, mm-hmm. I would – I'm sleeping around with these people – I'm living this secret. I'm living this double life, and I was already going to gay clubs and everything, so I already got some exposure. Mm-hmm. So I was going to gay clubs, but I was also a bas- I was also playing basketball, so I was also an athlete. So I like you know I was having this double life, and you know me, I try to be as authentic as possible, and I mm-hmm. wasn't living my authentic. I wasn't being my most authentic self, and I Which said, is "This so is so bad for your psyche." Like uh, when you don't feel, yeah. It was so awful because I had gay best friends, and they would talk to me about it, and they're like, "Andre, nobody." Like, do you, nobody really cares, honestly. Just be yourself. It's like, I have family. I have this. I have this. And it just got to the point where it boiled up. And I said, you know what? Whatever. And I was on my school campus and I had my face on Jacked and Grinder or whatever. And Jacked? I, Jacked is another gay oh, one. Fuck. Yeah. His name couldn't be less subtle. I'm so sorry. Jacked. <laughs> like, do you want to get Jacked or are you Jacked? Are you Jacked? Yeah. Jacked was actually the first one I downloaded, was That's Jacked before Grinder. Um, but I just. I accepted myself and it was so it was so much did so, you feel peace oh yes and i was because i was just like this is college like there's a whole world out there and if my um i'm getting ready to leave the school anyway if my um teammates know they know if they don't they don't it's not my business they just better not put their hands on me mm-hmm. so and we'll we'll be fine yeah so again i don't uh, know who would think that they could take you down mm-hmm. so there's always <laughs> someone who's willing to try but like i that was one of the things i'm just like as long as you don't put your hands on me we're fine yeah like I, and i just came out and it was so much healthier because like i had people who, who were in the closet and they would talk to me and i had i didn't have anything to hide i was like this is who i am and like you haven't you have no power over me like, at all what advice would you give for uh any of my listeners or i mean anyone who might be struggling with like Deciding whether to come out or not, or they have family members who totally don't approve and a culture that they're from that totally doesn't approve. The main thing I would tell you is you have to be at peace with yourself first before you make any decision. Mm Because if you're thinking the decision, you make that decision and it changes everything, then you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Because if you haven't accepted yourself and you haven't decided to love yourself Mm. through that, then it's going to suck. That's really good advice. It's actually could apply to anything. Like basically be so right with yourself that you can take any jab anyone's going to give you Mm -hmm. after that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I just said I just did it, and I just said, "Fuck it, what are they going to do?" Like, I'm not going to be here. Look, this is not my life. I have so many. There's so many, and you also realize that you have so many avenues that you can take. You, Mm -hmm. it's your life. Like, you have plenty of resources. You don't have to stay where you are. Mm -hmm. Like, don't let family or people who are toxic to you like keep you from living Mm -hmm. your most authentic life. Yeah, like it most. It might be uncomfortable for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. But that uncomfortability is so worth the peace you'll get later. When I even when I when I first came out and I like came to Colorado, like I kind of struggled saying I was gay. Like I I was open about it, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. even saying like I'm gay. Like people would ask me like, "Are you gay?" I'd be like. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> but it just got to be like, yes, I'm gay. Yes, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. And yeah. like, you know, finger snapping with got, it as they well. they got more fierce with it. Yeah, super fierce. They called me Saunter and Sauce for a while. <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. Saunter and Sauce. Saunter and Sauce. My, this, should that be? I used to say that all the time, but like now I just, I think I've, I've, probably, I've probably outgrown it, but I used to say That it. might be the podcast uh, episode title. Saunter, <laughs> Saunter and Sauce Saunter. with Andre. Saunter and yeah. Sauce. Yeah, but um, it was it was tough, but I got to a while. Like I had my, Carson and I moved out here. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like interacting with people. I was going on. I didn't go on any dates when I first moved out here, though. Mm-hmm. Like I was still out, but I didn't feel nothing. I just felt comfortable with mm-hmm. myself. And after a while, it was it just went really well, and I was just like very comfortable with it. And yeah. people accepted me for who I was, and if they didn't, then I didn't have to see them ever again. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so moving on to I love that. I love all of that. Didn't mean to cut you off, oh, but you're I totally want to go into another. Just don't subject. cut me. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay, so considering everything that's obviously going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. that it's incredibly insane that we're still, still doesn't seem any better than it did in the 50s. Like it's, yeah, it's, um, what do you find being a gay black man very difficult? And then I also just realized this would be an instance where African American certainly doesn't apply to you because you're not from Africa. You're from Jamaica. Well, yeah, my family's from Jamaica, but I'm an American. So I, I know, but you're not. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I always wonder, like, some people, do, what do you prefer, black or African American? I honestly, doesn't matter as long as you're not, like, disrespecting me. It's yeah. totally fine. Well, I just devilishly handsome. I know. Oh, I know. Perfect. Greg, stop. Yeah. Please. I might still. Yeah. Wait. I'm still in the are you into Andre? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't blame you. I'm in Andre. Oh. Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> a little love triangle going out. on. Um, okay, so you, you you cover that part, but uh, do you find it? You're, is it a whole nother level of difficulty being uh, a gay black man? It can be pretty stressful because one thing I've realized, um, <laughs> it's crazy. As a gay man, as a gay black man, I have to deal with racism and being fetishized in mm-hmm. the gay community. Mm. Isn't that interesting? He, uh, yeah, you yeah, that. Yeah. He I want you to go into that because I asked him uh, earlier yeah. a question. He yeah, said that so, we it is so con- it's so that. conflicting. And then if the get black community, I would have to deal with homophobia. And uh-huh. it's crazy. So like, you know, and I'm supposed to be, wow. and like, I'm, I would say I, I'm an Aquarius. So I'm a human, I'm a humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to try to be a proponent for both of these things that are against me, it is so it is, is so, so insane it is really hard and i had like i had to talk to carson about it because after the george floyd thing happened i was because I, I couldn't i see it every you see it every year you see it every so often and like i couldn't watch it i couldn't i brought myself mm-hmm. to finally watch it and i was like I, I don't know if you ever watched blues blues clues mm-hmm. I, I just want to like if you watch blues clues there's this thing where they call the blues kadood and you can just jump into pictures and jump into tv frames yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah i remember that yeah. i wanted the blues kadood into that fucking phone and beat his ass mm-hmm. i was so oh, upset yeah it was that so was, upsetting i i i purposely tried not to watch it it's and then it just yeah. came up on ins- it came up on instagram it would make me so mad i've seen enough it's, brutality it's, that yeah. it's tough it is it, literally tough it came up on instagram and i like I couldn't avoid it. It was like just like, and then I just was like, I was already in it. I probably cried for like three hours. Like I felt, I was, 
There's just something so oh, I, it's yeah. it's very it was very cold. I knew I wouldn't have been able to handle it, and I couldn't handle it. It was very tough for me because there's it was. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's tougher for you. I mean, well, no, no, not like, just yeah. my pain is greater than yours, Rachel. No, but I'm <laughs> I'm just saying it was. It's a tough video to watch if you have any type of humanity. <gasps> What, so you don't have to be black or white. If you have any type of humanity, yeah. you see another human being being murdered on camera. Yeah. It's that's just It's um, just so ugly. And I hated I hated that then they tried to like blame it on like Oh well, he was you know he was a drug user. He was a, like, they, he was, he was on fentanyl or whatever. Yep. I'm like I want to be like <clears throat> I would be willing to bet some of those cops take some over the counter like Vicodin or something. Like you you're know not, they do. and it's not like, their come on, position not, to do anything other than yeah, yeah, civilly. Arrest the man if he was committing yeah. a crime. Also, some of the coolest, greatest people I know are recovered addicts, yeah. like, or people that even slip in and out of addiction because they're actually just they they're owning their faults. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just it, it's so disturbing. But yeah. can you explain to me like what what does being fetishized mean? I mean, I can kind of guess. Like, yeah. So like, I was like, you know, fetishized. Like, you know, like you're not looking at me as a human being. You're looking at me as what I can do for you type of ideas. Like, or to experience something. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just trying, like, trying to like use me and then th- kind of throw me away. Like, um, so like, you don't like me because of who I am. I like you because you're black type of thing like you like, like oh he's tall he's black uh, it's like okay well what about what does else does that well. seem almost more superficial than than racism the fetishism because it's because yeah. it's like they want to be cozy with you but they're also not trying to i feel like a fe- uh, fetishism and racism can go hand in hand um i, I agree with oh, you and okay. i actually yeah, that's, a great, point. that's I, a great point i just thought of something that i had never thought about before where even if you're not like like you're such a like specific um anomaly of a person like uh super tall i mean how how rare is it to be close to seven feet tall you know uh yeah. black and what you know whatever that implies i'm sure with the whole fetishism thing but but even just like a not super tall black guy i'm realizing like like i've had a lot of friends that only date black guys it is mm-hmm. almost like a where it's like oh she likes black guys it is like a even just in a general way it's like fetishizing just your race it's not just like oh she likes got like Meaning it has to be brought up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it can't just be, like, oh, so and so dated this guy and he did this job or this guy, whatever. It's like, oh yeah, it's the the black guy she dated. Like, it, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to explain it in a way that it's not. I mean, I because no one would say, oh, she likes white guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She only dates white guys. Looks like she's white, of course. Yeah. Um, that's that's no, why. Yeah. I feel like people like. I feel like people get. I feel like people um get preferences and fetishization fetishization mixed up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a clo- It's a like a like a line to walk. It's a very thin line to walk. Yeah. Um, because I I don't think there's anything wrong with preferring some somebody else. But Sorry, I, like I find it fascinating that your dad, even when he's not around us, can't not make noise. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 my old man just drove by on a four-wheeler. <laughs> Greg and his dad both have super loud voices, just FYI for my listeners. And so um, I knew, like, all right, we, we should go. Because his dad has a, a house on the ranch, too. I was like, we got to go record up at Greg's house. The container. Because, yeah. Because, <laughs> the container uh, home, so studio. His, so his dad doesn't, like, talk during it. And I'm, I just find it hilarious that even... In escape, he's riding the four wheeler yep. by us. Yep. Mm-hmm. There is no exit strategy. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's got to be a part of the mix. He want to see what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so making sure, making sure you're taking care of Greg. Yes. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> so, were you saying that the confusing There's a difference between preferences and, and fet- fetishes? Yeah. Yes. So, like, um, if some like 
I, it's so hard to express. It's as kind well of when now. you take a preference too far. It be, it be, I think it becomes a fetish. Where yeah, exactly, yeah, that's a, a preference. It. It's like I prefer. You know, yeah, but you're willing to. You're still willing you to dive into something else. See the other else. things, and exactly. you also, I think, with a preference, it's like personality still first. Mm-hmm. I I prefer to be tall and blonde, but I really want a good personality. Exactly. The fetish is like, they all, I'm, I'm addicted. Matter. I'm yeah. drug addicted. Yeah. I want. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tall, He's tall and black. black and I want handsome. him now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even it's about not about your personality. It's yeah. about you physically more than anything else. In that, yeah. Probably the most uncomfortable thing I've heard is when people say they say. I will climb you like a tree, and I said, <laughs> "As like that scares me." Uh, well, that not even that. Like that's scared. uncomfortable. Like, are you gonna like step on my arm and my leg to get to my yeah. head? Like, what's going on? And that makes you more of an object than us. Exactly. Per- yeah. And my friend Haley said that to me too. But like, she's like, she's a girl, so like, it doesn't. She doesn't even mean. I I know her, so I know how she means it. She's just being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but most guys are, are just like. I would climb you like a tree, and I said, "Do you have you climbed a tree before?" It's very <laughs> aggressive and rough. I yeah. like. I'm not. I'm not gonna have you put your foot on me. Yeah. No, thank you. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think preferences. Let's like for me, like I prefer guys who like are muscular or in shape. Um, I've at this point, I prefer white guys. Um, I have a preference for white guys, but I've dated like I've it's, that came from me trying to date and be with black guys, mm-hmm. and them being so unavailable for me. You know, does that make sense? Why were they unavailable? Because they're either in the closet or I wasn't their type. Oh, I see. Or I see. The, and the, it was it's it's literally kind of crazy. Like, and uh, that's probably one of the like, biggest fears is like because I'm talking to Michael. Michael's white, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of the things I have to deal with is probably like, oh, you're dating a why couldn't you date a black guy? And it's like, well, so people like do people in the black community say that? Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's just like, well, tell them to come out the closet or tell them to like you know actually try and date me. Mm-hmm. You know. And it was one of those things where I literally I I got so close to being in a relationship um, with people who look like me, and then something like they either back out or they're afraid or I'm not what they want. Mm-hmm. So it was it was kind of like it's very interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. So, have you ever experienced just like any like overt racism or discrimination in the workplace, in the school setting, in a dating setting? Well, it kind of sounds like you have in dating settings for sure. Yes, but not too crazy. Probably one of the worst ones I had, um, where it was one when I was gay. I have two: one for me being black, and then one for me being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, one for me when I was black was, um, a police officer was tailing me. Like I was wow. like it was like twelve in the morning. He was just tailing me. I was in Alabama, and he was just behind me. And I was just driving and. I was like, okay, he's still driving behind me. So I turn to put on my, as he's driving behind me for about five minutes, I put on my right indicator and get into the right lane. He puts on his right indicator, puts, gets in the right lane, turns on his lights and, and like pulls me over after that. And I was like, okay, well, this is probably where I die. <laughs> and, um, what he is- comes, he just comes to the, he comes to the window What's, and what state? Alabama. Okay. Alabama. Yeah, Even see, scarier I, now. The Alabama. Stakes, yeah, that's the also what. Yeah, that's exactly. also like so surprised when you were like, what? I felt like myself there. I'm like, that's Are you the, sh- the <laughs> scariest place of all to places. Be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he said, you know, he pulled me over because he couldn't see my license plate. I'm like, it takes you five minutes to realize I don't have a license plate. And he says, okay, I just need your license registration, and I pull up my registration. And my like uh, my uh, license. So he says, "Okay, do you have proof of insurance?" I was like, I, "And at this point, it was when I was using it was my grandparents' car, mm-hmm. and they let me use it." 
and I couldn't bring up they, they have they have Geico, Ugh, whatever. They had Geico, and I couldn't remember her login. I was trying to type it in, and he says, "Okay, well, if you can't get the login, well, I'm gonna have to write you a ticket." And I said, "Well, I For don't." For what? Pro- he's, no, he's proof a, no proof of insurance. I was like, "Well, this is." frustrating he's like well you know like you didn't have your license plate i can't read your license plate so i i said well it's not my car it's my grandparents car i can't it's not my car and he's like as like really frustrated i'm like okay fine he's like all right get out the car i get out of the car and he's like follow me follow why him. do you have to get out of the car in that scenario that's what uh, i don't understand it was one of those why things why do you have to get out i think it was just one of those things i was like he just told me to follow he I was what he wrote whatever he said i just did and i he's like look and he's like okay look at the license plate and i said okay he's like it's really hard to read it and i said i know but it's not my car it's my grandparents but i'll get it t- tear it off or whatever and he says okay if you like once you get your um proof of insurance if you could find it you could always get this ticket board and i'm like okay fine whatever and he's like okay tell you what I'm like he's like get back in the car I'm like cool he's like close the door closes the, I close the door and he like I believe he like he rips up the ticket or he just takes the ticket back and he's like just we'll call this a wash and just forget about it oh. and it was like it was funny because as he said that my the login worked and I, I was like oh and I got the proof of insurance right here so yeah and he's like okay like, have a good night I'm like alright thank you so much and I drove home after that and for me it was one of the, it was one of those things where I was just like that was a little it was, it was kind of like a, it, was a, it was like a racist moment for me yeah. at the same time like but then he did let it go. He let it go, but he, but I was also like he I was I wasn't disrespectful. I was very compliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. But you know But also why do you have to get out of the car? Yeah, like, it's you like, don't like he never asked you like, Hey, have you been drinking or something? No, and then he you just pulled me over because he, he couldn't like, re- re- I think he would try to argue his point. You know, he's just like, I'm not just doing this because you're black. I want you look your license plate oh. really is messed up, see? See, yeah. and I'll let you go, but you know, I'm not making a mistake here. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a racist, yeah. I probably no. would have He was yeah, he was very he was very calm and very like very cool about everything and I, I think that's because I was as well and I think he could just see my frustration with the whole scenario but I think also he was just, just like a power move he's like get out the car do this do this do yeah. this and it's like okay do you want me like you know tap dance next I have some shoes in the trunk too if you want me to do <laughs> yeah. that um, but he let me go and that was totally fine um, and then how and about the uh, the other one was more so gay charged I was actually when I was in LA it was one of his older friends. He was like, he had like talking to me. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you're cute, whatever, blah blah blah. He's like, whatever. Nobody likes the black guys anyway. And like, he even like, he actually even said, like, he even said, uh, he'd co- he'd come back to me, flirt with me, and I'd be like, I'd be laughing, I'd be listening to him. And he's like, whatever. And then he come, he'd like scoff and whatever. And he and said, wait, he said nobody likes black guys. Yeah, anyways? he's like, nobody likes black guys anyway. And Ugh. it was it was one of those things. I was just like, I was sitting there. I was like, I'm like let me see uh, how if I can. again. Let me bring it back to just your size. Yeah, I saw. Who like, would be brave enough to? Like he like he like say that like he also he's just like he just kept going back if he'd like he'd come back and like I was just watching him I was laughing I'm like hey I'm just I'm here like but for me it was like a point to see mm. what I can endure and like how comfortable I am with yeah, a situation which like is this. a weird control thing it is kind of what the cop did too where it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you tap dance around all this stuff and then this guy was like what can I push him to and yeah. I didn't do I didn't have any response and he like he even said like he's just like he's like he's like nobody like dates niggers or niggers or whatever. <gasps> he like did that. not say that. Are he you did. serious? He did. He did. And I, you know, I, I, it was one of those things where I was just Ooh, like, I feel really embarrassed. Though. It was, it was, I, I, I may know I, this person by proxy. I don't think that. It's one know? of those, it was one of those things where I was just like, like you're, dr- I'll, I'm like, you're drunk. Like, I'm gonna let this one go. Like, it's totally fine. If it was any of my other friends. He better friends, not have said the N word, really. He did. He did. Whether he were, like, he, I don't know if he remembers it or not, but he did. And I was like, dude, I'm like so embarrassed that it's, it's totally fine. It was one of those things where I just like, I had, it was one of those new moments for me. I was want to see wh- how I would, re- would react to it. Because mm-hmm. if it had been any of my other friends, I'm pretty sure they would have been like, 
Yeah. So it was that was tough. I, don't know that why. Was, I almost feel like crying. I feel really bad. No, right don't now. cry. Please don't cry. Like, it wasn't, I just feel really bad. Like I no, feel it was it was fine. And like Zach, because Zach was like he, he just kept Zach, coming. Zach like, would never do anything. No, like that. Zach, yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And I didn't want to tell him that because I was like that's his friend and whatever. But like it's some older dude, and they were talking over here. Yeah, and that's like, that but, guy. And yeah, he was. I don't know. He like it was one of those things where after it happened, I just said like you know I. Now I already know what kind of person he is. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's an Mark awful... I don't think he's, yeah. like, an awful person. I think he was very drunk and very belligerent, and he just want... Like, he would literally whisper in my ear. He's like, I want you to want me, and da-da-da-da. Like, he, it was, was just oh, mad that you, you know weren't into it. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, you, just, yeah you just pinned it down right there. Yeah, so it was like... I, I, so, like, he's saying whatever he like can. Like a child, to like, then he had to act out. Get yeah. a rise out of you. Exactly, yeah. and I was just, like, sitting there, and I was like, okay, cool. And, like, it was... Like, anybody else would be like, this is disgusting, Andrea. You would, I would have hit him, or I would have done this. And I was like, it's fine. Like it he has was to live with himself feeling yeah. that's so stupid. That was probably the last yeah, that's probably one of the worst ones I've had. Great. And that was when you were in our city uh, hanging out with our friends. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no. Now. I was like hand, so that's probably <laughs> it. Other than that, it's been pretty smooth. Well, because you you are such a gentle, like sweet Remarkable person. Like, person. Yeah, really um, like a really we I mean, me, Sabrina and Greg like instantly loved you. I I, I thought I, he like, was placed I, there for us. It was like, I know. Is this a movie? <laughs> Are we on a set? Like, this guy's welcome. To, we go up to a room to champagne. He's already up there somehow, just ready to be our best. Well, that's friend. A, well, that's the thing. Um, because so because you guys were um influencers, so they mm-hmm. give us a car. It's like, hey, take care of them. Usually, I'm just like, I don't fucking care about influencers. Like, I'm like, yeah. I like, like, if you're a good person, I'm nice to you. If you're not, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it was you. Like, it was you guys were you until I saw Sabrina. I was like, God, she's gorgeous. And if I was a straight man, she and I like she could probably she could probably still she have my children. She's parents. also got the best personality. In the she's amazing. Oh yeah. my god, she really she I really does. I love her so much. Well, like, so, but, like, but, like I got to a point where Rachel was just like, Andre, I feel like you like Sabrina more than I do. I'm like, oh, I, I, well, I already know you do. Well, it's Rachel, okay. you're not wrong. I, I accept. Like, it. I accept it. <laughs> but um, it was just one of those, those things. You guys seem very appreciative and grateful, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna do whatever I can for these guys, and I'm gonna take really good care of them. But now also we're all really good friends i know you like it was yeah we're a little family now. i was uh, i'm just like oh my i'm like guys I, I finally have a famous friend it's so nice who's your, <laughs> like, fa- who's your famous friend <laughs> it would be you oh like, i'm not i'm certainly not you're, you're the closest thing i have to a famous okay, friend I'm, well, just like, yeah. I'm certainly not i'm just like yeah i'm rachel she's a comedian and she's really funny do you have any funny friends don't okay. think so <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I think like so. are you funny you're not okay then <laughs> i don't think we can have a conversation i love but you. no like you don't like you guys like left such a great impression i mean it was such a great trip and i like that's why I, s- I sent you that message as well and when oh, i wrote I that story like I wanted you guys to see it as well because it was like it was very close mm-hmm. to my heart, and I thought you guys could like because you guys are kind of knew everything about me when I was going to LA and yeah. my reason for going there, yeah. and you guys took really good care of me, and I was like, yeah, I consider you guys like really good friends and like like possibly best friends. Uh, and, I love you. We are best friends. And um, why well, I said possibly because I'm gonna be like I don't know, Andre. <laughs> like you haven't gotten that status yet, but yeah. like well, you're like mean, in the t- you've come yeah. to the I'm ranch. Not, yeah. I'm, in, I'm being contained right now. There's friends I've that? known for 20 years who haven't come this far true, for true. me. True. Oh. They're just right over there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, Andre, thank you so much for doing this. I thank love you. you. Tell everyone your social handles if you want them to follow you. Um, <laughs> My social handle, Instagram, is going to be not underscore Andre the Giant. Um, clever, I know. It is. And then I guess if you want to find me on Facebook, it's just Andre Peterkin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, Soon to be Saunter and Sauce. Soon to be I Saunter know. and yes. Sauce. Sa- I'm, na- I'm naming the podcast episode that. I think. Saunter and Sauce. Yeah. I'll totally it's a very good description. Like that, that Saunter is. and Sauce. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I love you. Thank you. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go eat some food. All right. Bye. Yes. Bye. bye. bye.